back to Jesus and take me to my home. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Set Free, a time for testimony. My name is Ronnie Blair, and I have my brother in Christ, Eric Crandall. How's everybody doing tonight? We're doing great. Awesome. So we have a special guest, Mr. Brandon Baca, a.k.a. Chewbacca, uh, Bikers <laughs> for Christ, uh, Motorcycle Ministry. Can you say hello, Brandon? How's everybody doing? Hey, awesome. we're doing great. great so great. Um, I'm going into this kind of blindsided and just meeting you. I feel like a kind of a connection, you know what I'm saying? Because we know some of the same people. And we've been Absolutely. to the same places. So uh, I'm very anxious to hear your story and see what you got for us. Excellent. Yeah. excellent. Doesn't no. Chewbacca have hair? He does. Yeah. He does. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. It was a very cool way of getting that actually i could start off with that uh Go for it. you know it was it was kind of a joke at first all through high school it was always chewy you know and and gotcha. uh, growing up in southern california and that's what it always was you know and so um i got into the motorcycle stuff and my pastor was actually the one that came up with the name i'm like uh, okay. you know i don't know i don't know about that as a biker name you know do i really want that he said no no let me explain it to you He's right. like, over the last 10, 12 years, he's like, you've been so loyal to the people around you. You've always been there for them. You, you've been in the back, you know, uh, uh, the back crowd and everything else. And, yeah. and, uh, but you've always been there with people. And I was just like, wow, when you put it like that, you can call me anything, you know, and, right. and, 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 you know, so right. and it just stuck. So it's, yeah. it's a good thing. You know, now my kids and wife buy me everything chewy that they buy some <laughs> socks and, you know, pajamas and everything else. So that's yeah. cool. Awesome. That's good yeah, stuff. That's cool. well, well, and if, if you look at the character that Chewbacca was like, like that's who he was. He was a support. You know, like he was always there with with Luke Skywalker, and Absolutely. I mean, it just kind of that was that was he, yep. that was his go to. That's cool. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So that's awesome. So, can you tell us a little bit about your childhood? Uh, like, did you grow up in church? Um, that's a very big trigger point for me, Ralph. But no, I'm just kidding. Oh my goodness! Well, guys, thanks for joining us. We'll meet you next time. Um, <laughs> that is no. It was like you think it's gonna work. <laughs> Moving on. Um, no, my childhood, I, I grew up in Southern California okay. in a little desert town and uh, part? Barstow, actually, high okay. desert. So between LA and Vegas, you can't get more smack dab in the middle, right. little military town. So we had a lot of things going through there all the time. Um, when I say a lot of things, a lot of drugs, a lot of gangs, things sure. like that. Sure. Um, I grew up on a cul-de-sac with 12 other boys. We just kind of grew up together and had that gang mentality, that, that sure. brotherhood mentality and, right. and things along those lines growing up. Um you know, my dad raised me by himself most of the, most of the time, you know, he been through four different marriages. Sorry, dad, I said that out loud, but, um, you know, I was the stepchild of, of the family, you know, so I was right. always looking into the community to get that acceptance and things like that, right. you know? Right. So, uh, fast forward a little bit into high school and things like that, you know, I was getting, I, I wasn't always the biggest kid. I was on the wrestling team, things like that, you know? And sure. so, uh, fell into the wrong crowds doing that stuff and, uh, looking for that acceptance on a regular basis and start getting into drugs, start getting into alcohol, flip that script, got into alcohol and then into drugs. It's funny how that happens. Um, right. But right. I noticed at a young age that, you know, I had this, this charisma to be able to get, get people together and, and throw the parties and, and, you know, things along those lines, but I was using it for all the wrong reasons. Right. Sure, um, sure. I was raised in a very Catholic family. Um, and I don't mean any, anything wrong with that, but for me, it was, you know, me and my dad can go out and party all weekend long. And as long as we made a church on Sunday, you know, right. Right. And, um, so right. I never had that full connection, you know, right. so um, but my dad raised me Catholic. My mom was Mormon and I came out Pentecostal. There's a sick joke there somewhere. I haven't Love figured it. it out yet, but it is. Right. Um, right. So, you know, I, I knew what religion was, but I never had a relationship of my own. Sure. You know? So, sure. um, 
we'd go to church. I went through all the different stages of, of Catholicism and all the way up into high school and you go into confession. And even at a young age, I kept hearing this small voice telling me, you know, you're supposed to be doing something else. You're right. supposed to be doing something. Right. There's another plan. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, and here I am partying all Saturday night and everything else. I'm going into the back rooms with the people that are in my, my class with me, my confirmation class. And it just didn't stir right with me, even at a young age, right. you know, I was like, no, this isn't right. You know, right. well, confirmation is a very, very sacred thing for the Catholics, you know, and, and my dad, you know, he, as long as I was in that class, I was doing good. You right. know? He, he did his job by getting me in there and paying his 60 bucks to get me in there. You know? right. Right. So, um, but I remember the last day we were in there, uh, I just felt it. I was like, no, I'm not supposed to do this anymore. Went to my dad is one of the biggest argument, first arguments we really oh, had. Boy. I was wow. like, man, I'm, I'm not ready to do this. Right. Yeah. He's like, wait, 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 I've already paid my money. Like you're going to finish this class. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do this anymore, you know, and give him my reasons and everything else. Well, I stepped away from my faith, you know, the, the Catholic faith there for a while. And, uh, graduated high school shortly after thought I was going to get away from all the gangs and drugs and everything else that I was in. And uh, move up to Colorado where my mom was living and uh, lived up in a little beautiful mountain town up there. Uh, realized I was making more money than a 19 year old ever should. Right. So right. what do you do with that money? You start, you know, meeting people and things like that. And sure. Got into worse drugs and, and uh, heavier drugs and uh, um, just kind of spiraled for a while, for a long while, yeah. you know? And you, so, yeah. So, so, so no matter where you go, there you are. Yeah. You bring that baggage with you, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, cool little thing that I've, I've stuck with and I can't remember who told me, but it was, you know, it was a funny little story. He says about these settlers that are coming across and, and they come to a fork in the road and they say, how's that town down there? The old man standing at the fork in the road says, well, how was your last place? Says, Oh, it was horrible. Everybody stole from each other. It was just a miserable place. He's like, that's how that town is. So they keep going. Next family comes along, asks the same <laughs> thing, you know, Hey, how's that town down there? Oh, or how was your last town? He said, it was great. We all partied together. You know, we did picnics. We all helped each other out. He's like, that's how that town is. And it was that baggage. It stuck with me. Like right. huh. if you're not ready to get rid of that baggage, you know, if it's going to, you're going to bring it with It'll you. Follow and you really. every time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You'll yeah. find those people every right. single place you go. You can you know? go to Japan and find it. Absolutely. <laughs> right. you know? yeah. Right. yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and so it was that same mentality. So I spiraled downhill for a long time dealing with that stuff and, and had a lot of fun. You know, a lot of horrible fun, but you know, uh, horrible fun, horrible fun, you know, um, started racking up my record and things like that, you know, and being in a small town, everybody knew who you were, oh, especially yeah. the cops, you know, things sure. like that. Sure. Um, went through some horrible relationships, which kind of seems to coincide with drug addiction. Yeah, yeah. It's really yeah, weird how that works. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So, it is. I don't understand. Um, yeah. You know, doing drugs <laughs> together, you'd think would bring that bond so strong. You know? Well, well, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, she needs me. I have the drugs. So, but, uh, so went through some horrible relations, uh, fast forward a little ways, uh, ended up, getting engaged two different times before, before the good stuff started happening. But, um, I remember I ended up going to jail and, uh, went to jail for, for some pretty crappy charges. Am I allowed to say that on, on air? I think you're, I think we're okay on this, right? right? Sorry for anybody, but, um, but ended up going to jail for a little while. And that was, that was a really big first encounter for me. You know, um, how old were you? I was 20, Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. It's 22 Late years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was able to stay out of the spotlight enough, you know, right. but, um, just enough every time. And, and I look back at that, I, I believe God's hand was on that too. Yeah. You sure. know, I mean, he 
really was. I looked at so many times where I was a couple hours late to this event or that event, you know, just as something else happened. And I look at these times where I didn't go with my brother that time when, when he was getting shot at or this was happening and that was, you know, right. Right. um, Those thoughts still cross my mind on a regular basis. You know, I would have been that foot behind you where those bullets were hidden. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean so many times, but, uh, so I was in, I was in, uh, Adams County, which is not a huge jail. It's, it's a County jail up there, um, in Colorado. And, um, I remember being in there and it wasn't some long term or anything like that. It it was long enough for me, you know, it really right. was got to know a few things while I was in there. I'd watched all the movies. I knew what to do, you know, all the, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, the last day I was in there, I'll never forget it. I finished reading a book, um, called uh, band of brothers. And uh, at one of the last chapters, it says the end will justify the means. And I started thinking about it because if I wouldn't have went to jail, I would have went and did what I wanted to do to the people that I wanted to do it to, right. you know, and that I right. was blaming and everything else. Well, that gave me that period of time to cool down and think about it and, and relax and get sober and things like that for a little while. Yeah. But that last night, I remember one of the guys, I was up on the second tier and a guy hollers up to my cell and he says, Hey, you know, so I kind of pop my head over the rail a little bit, cautiously pop my head over the rail, says, we're going to go over here and pray. You want to come with us? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, nice. I do actually, you know, nice. I mean, I still had that foundation for my Catholic background, my yeah. upbringing. Sure. sure. And, uh, so I go down there mm-hmm. and, um, there's our, our trustee was a redhead guy. He was the only one in our pod. Those, those Caucasian guy. And then, uh, there's this other kid can't get right. And, uh, I think I know him. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> literally introduced himself. I'll never forget it. You know, I asked him why, why, what's your name? Can't get right. He says, well, my mama said I can't get right. And, All right. Um, stupid. So it's like, him. you know, I mean, but I mean, you look at those labels, I mean, you know, people put those labels on you and you right. hold on to them and right. that's, that's your name. You know I mean? that That's who you become. Well, I can't ever be any better than that. I'm a popper. I'll never be a prince. You know, I'll never be royalty. Right. Right. Um, well, and, and, and that's, I mean, the, the Bible kind of spells that out too pretty clearly like that every name in there has a specific meaning yeah. to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, it set the path for him. He would never be any more than what he was, you know I mean? In, in, in that point in his life, he was never going to be anything more than that. Always professing it over himself. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we get down there and we're in the back area where, where the few weights were and everything else. And I was like, I've seen some movies. I, you know, I'm, I'm doing the one eyed prayer thing, but, uh, it was the four of us and we started praying and, and, uh, uh, this, the guy that hauled it up was this Hispanic guy that, um, it was predominantly Hispanic pod and my last name. So we're all down there praying and, and each one of them started praying for me. They started showing me love as a complete stranger. Like, Amen. Hey, let our brother not come back here. Amen. All four strangers, or all right. three strangers praying this over me. Right. Well, then it gets to my prayer and I say my prayer. And by this time I'm already tearing up. I'm trying to, you know, man up a little bit, man up a little bit. I'm not going to do this, you know? Yeah. But, uh, next thing I know, there's another guy next to me praying. And he's speaking in Spanish. Well, he's speaking in full Spanish. I only know very, very little Spanish. Like I understand more than I I think, but at that time I didn't. And I was understanding the words that he was saying. Ah. The next guy starts praying and he, he finished off his prayer the same way. Pray for our brother that he doesn't come back here. He doesn't belong here. He doesn't belong here. Our group ended up being 12 men standing around by the weights and and listening to these guys pray. And like I said, mostly in Hispanic, you know, and so I'm understanding the Spanish that they're speaking. And it was this, this, thing that I seen the, for the first time in my life, you know, not only that, the, the, the head guy in our group, like in our pod, 
you know, they all gave him a head nod when we were about to start praying and everybody stopped, you know, the ping pong stopped, the TV got turned down, everybody stopped playing cards. Everybody just like chilled out for that little bit of time. We were going to be praying. I seen like this power that was like, wow. Wow. So it was, that was my first, you know, I didn't clean up my act immediately by no means. Um, but that was my first encounter, my first real like encounter with God it, for myself. Right. You know, it wasn't my grandmother's faith. It wasn't, you know, my dad's faith or anything like that. that it, was like, it was, it was your own. There was right. no denying yeah. this. Right. You know? Well, so, well and, and the thing that, the thing that's kind of cool is, is as, as you were speaking, I was listening to the path that God had laid out already. Like you had just finished a book. Remind me of the name again. Band of Brothers. And then, and then some fellas asked you to pray and you got to experience the title of that book through what, what happened shortly after you like read the last page, close it up and like, I'm done. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is awesome. <laughs> Don't awesome. tell the guards. I literally wrote that with my little golfer pencil on the wall. The end will justify the means. And that's when he started hollering. You wow. Know, it was just like, that's so cool. Um, so fast forward a little bit. Um, got into another relationship really quick. It, it ended much better than the last one, but it still ended sure. you know, abruptly and everything else. So kind of sent me into a backward spiral, which, you know, it happens a lot of times if you allow it, but, yeah. um, you know, I could start justifying it because, oh, all these things are happening and all this stuff. So, right. um, started parting again and I started well, parting course. hard yeah. and, and, uh, you know, I lived with five other guys that, excuse me, we lived in a big house that, I mean, we all had a good job, you know, making airplanes and all this other stuff. So we all had money and things like that, you know, and, uh, but it was nothing for us to make a phone call and I could get 200 people showing up to our house with live music and kegs lining the wall and all the drugs that we could ever want and all these things, you know, it was like, a fraternity without the paddles, I guess is the best way I can say it. Like, I mean, it was like a brotherhood that we had, you know, but I I just realized like I had this gift uh, to, to be able to get these parties going, you know, 200 plus people showing up into a house and, and nothing good was coming out of it. Nothing, yeah, nothing, you know I mean? People going home drunk, you know, rested everything else fights every night, all this other stuff. And I'm looking back at it and, and just seeing like, man, he's still another reason that he got me through those things. You know, I look back and I'm like, man, I didn't deserve to to make it through that period in my life. Sure. Um, Fast forward a little bit. Uh, we got kicked out of that place, obviously. I guess well, the landlord clearly. got kind of tired of us. I mean, three-story, yeah. beautiful house in a great neighborhood and everything else, and we screwed that up. <laughs> Motorcycles in yeah. the front yard. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not, Not yet. yet. No. no, I think I was driving a little Aveo. Uh, <laughs> I think I got a hand in my man card on that one, but it was all I could afford, and that got repoed. You know, I mean, that's how bad it was. Stupid. So, I mean, <laughs> so, right, right. but uh no. So uh, another buddy ended up taking me in. Um, I tried to, tried to keep a job, the few jobs that I could keep by this time I was living in Aurora, Colorado, which is one of the, the rougher neighborhoods in Denver. It really is. You know, um, you got all the different gangs, all the different drugs, but a lot of crime in that area. And, uh, he took me in and, and, uh, this is where things really got real was, um, living with him. We we're, we we're sleeping on the floor and things like that, worried about Mark bullets coming in. And, oh, wow. you know, he was, he was a little higher up the food chain with, with his neighborhood and stuff like that, you know? And, uh, but he would always take care of me and stuff. You know, he never wanted me to join what he was part of and things like that. He always, you know, he thought of me as a brother still does to this day. We still talk. He still asked me for prayer when he thinks about it and things sure. like that, you know, that's cool. But, um, we we're sleeping in just this raunchy place, you know? And, and, uh, um, I couldn't keep a job. I finally decided, you know what? I got to get into the military. I said, I got no other option, none, you know? Wow. And so I started looking around at all the different military branches. Right. You know, I started from the air force because, Hey man, I loved airplanes and I wanted to get into it and you know, all these things. 
and uh, went down the list and every one of them, because of my record, they're like, no, we can't take you. We oh, can't take wow. you, you know, one after another, we can't sign a waiver for that. We can't sign a waiver for that. And um, finally went to the Navy and they were like, well, if you can lose X amount of pounds, we can sign a waiver for you. We'll, we'll let you in. I'm like, man, I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> I hate being on the ocean. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, to play. But, but you know what? I, I deserve this. You know, this is all I, I can do, you know, type of deal. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. And, uh, I lost all the weight. I was going from one 24 hour fitness to another, to another. So I wouldn't have to pay the bill. Cause I couldn't afford, you know, right. what they cost and everything else, but I was right. playing the system just right. And everything I was losing all the weight that I needed to. Um, it was kind of nice cause you really aren't supposed to eat when you're losing weight. And so I didn't have any money to buy anything anyways, you know, so that's <laughs> the win win, you know, yeah. um, that's healthy. God took care of it. <laughs> that's so horrible. Right. <laughs> At least you didn't do drugs to lose weight. Well, that was still going on. Somehow you always find the money to still keep those things going. Oh, yeah. Well, that's know? why you For can't sure. afford the other things, exactly. but you never put yeah, that no, together logically. Spending, you know, $60 every couple days or so, you yeah. know, I mean, so, um, with that said though, I remember losing my last, my last job and, uh, um, driving home in my buddy's car that I was borrowing from him while he was, he made it off to the national guard and everything. So he's like, yeah, use my car while I'm here. I'll keep paying the insurance, you know, mm -hmm. this, that, and the other, you're a good guy, all this stuff, you know? Um, he was way nicer than he should have been, but he let me do it. And I remember driving back to our apartment and, uh, sitting in the back parking lot. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm, I can't get right. I can't do anything right. right. I've had two women leave me. I've, I've messed up this, that, and the other. I'm in debt to my family, you know, more than I could ever pay back. Um, you know, all these things. And I started really, really getting down. And I said, I'm just, I'm done with life. I'm going to go grab the pistol. I'm done. But oh, wow. first I'm going to make the phone call to my mom. I'm going to tell her, Hey, you know, I love you. Thank you for everything. But you know, your son's a failure. Here it is. And, oh. uh, she's on the phone crying and everything else. And, you know, so I hang up on her. And uh, call up my dad and uh, basically tell him the same thing, huh. you know, and my dad's like, just give me two days, give me two days to get the money together so I can fly out there. I'll bring you home, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like, no, right. dad, I'm done. I'm tired of being a burden to everybody around me, you know? And uh, the reason being is because the Navy was going to take me. I lost that job, went straight to the recruiter's office on the way there. I call him. I'm like, I, you got to get me in today or else I'm done. Like, there's nothing else I can do. Right. He's like, yeah, come on in. You know, if you're within three pounds of your weight, let's do it. You know, we can run that off in the parking lot. I'm like, great. Right. We go in there and he, he weighs me out and he's like, yeah, man, you did really good. That's a great job. He's like, but I don't have your height down anywhere. I'm like, well, you measured me at five, nine. He's like, well, I got to have it on record. I said, okay, you know, measures me. I'm at five, eight. That means I have to drop another 15 pounds. I mean, it just shattered oh. every hope I had. I'm like, no, wow. you know, so <laughs> that was the reason I went home and, and had the thoughts that I had. And so I get off the phone with my dad and I'm sitting there and I'll never forget it. I see the parking garage on the other side of the fence and, um, I got the windows cracked just barely, you know, it's a hot summer day in Denver and, and, uh, and I remember just, you know what? I'm going to talk to God one more time. Right. You know, hey, you know, well, if you're what, what real, do you got to lose? What do I got to lose? Yeah. I'm, I'm about to go do, you know, the the most insane thing I could possibly do. I mean, what's more right. than just talking to God? You know right. I mean? So um, I remember sitting there with my eyes closed and I'm like, Lord, if you're there, I know you're there. But if you want me here, you got to tell me something now. You got to do something. I want you right to wet now. the fleece like yeah. right now. Right you know? now. Yeah. And I hear him say, wait and be patient. Just uh -huh. as clear as you guys are in my ears. And I'm looking around, checking all my mirrors because I think my, my brother must have just Somebody overheard right. me. Who's right? in here? Like, Who is that? You know, I'm, I'm looking around for him and everything else. And I mean, I'm fully adjusting my mirrors to see somebody wow. in my back mirror, you know, nothing. And uh, I'm like, no, I'm going to do it again. 
Lord, if, if you're real, you know, if you want me to be here, please do something. Right. Tell me again, you know? And he says, wait and be patient. Wow. Your sister's wedding's in three days. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm supposed to be the best man at my sister's wedding. Uh-huh. I couldn't afford a gift for her. My parents had to buy the the tuxedo for me uh-huh. and all these things. You know, I'm just feeling horrible. Or, right. you know, this right. is how right. selfish I was at that time in my life. And uh, I'm like, okay, my sister's wedding's coming up. I could at least make it to that. You know, I don't need to spoil her day. I'll, I'll just... I'll hold off another week, you know? And right. so right. I go inside and, you know, my buddy's sitting on the couch, rolling a joint and everything else. Are we allowed to say that kind of stuff? Yeah. yeah. This, this is good. your story. Right. This is your right. story. But he's sitting there, he's rolling a joint and he hands me a, a Mickey's and he's like, Hey man, you, you doing okay. And I was like, you know, I think I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be all right. You know, uh, right. I didn't make it into the, the air force today or into the Navy today, but you know, uh, I think I'm going to be okay. And he's right. like, yeah, you are, you know, let's, let's go get something to eat, you know? So, Fast forward to uh, three more days. I show up to the wedding, put on my tuxedo that, you know, my mom had to rent at the time and stuff like that. And I got three sisters. They're all about three years apart, you know, and, right. and they're all of age and all their friends are of age. And I'm thinking, you know, all right, I'm in a nice white tuxedo. <laughs> oh, you know? I look so good. I, I'm good, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm in shape now and everything else right. and all this other stuff, you know, the, the bar was free. Okay. We're good tonight, you know? And so. But uh, I'll never forget, one of my sister's friends comes up to me and she's like, hey, can I write you when you go off to the Navy? I was like, yeah, yeah, you can. You know, I mean, there was something different there. There was something right. special there. Right. Um, so we started dating, obviously. And uh, a week later, she asked me to go to church with her. I'm like, well, yeah, I can walk into any church I want, especially to score brownie points. You know, right. I'm, I'm right. good with this. You know? <laughs> and uh, Such a guy. Yeah. I mean, she'll awesome. tell you the weeks are all off a little bit, but yeah, I'm going to score some points. You know, no big deal. <laughs> and uh, we walked in there and I had had love that I've never felt before from complete strangers. It was mm-hmm. a non-denominational church, maybe, maybe 30 people in the congregation on a good day, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh they just, they loved on me like nobody's business. You know, mm. I, I walked in there all choloed out, top button, khakis, everything else, you oh, know, hey. ready to go. You know, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. You know, what's up? Yeah. Hey. I walked yeah. out of there and my cheeks were still wet. My collars are wet. I mean, Aww. everything, you know, and I was just like, man, who are these people? Right. You know, and this is the real deal. I never felt that before, right. you know, yeah. I mean, outside of family, you know, right. and, um, so of course I went back the next week and the next week and, and just kind of built up this relationship. They kept pouring into me. I started laying off the drugs little by little, you yeah, know, sure. and, and okay, yeah, right. now I'm, now I'm just smoking pot every once in a while, you know, it's not a, a big deal, you know, but, um, it did become a big deal because it was still something I was holding on to, you know? And so, right. um, my right. wife being the amazing person that she is, and she was still a brand new Christian at that time too, grew up a, a rough life also, but, um, not quite as crazy as that stuff, but family stuff and things like that. But, um, you know, she stuck with me through all that, mm-hmm. you know, she, God kept pouring into her so that she could keep pouring into me, right. help me get through this. And we had some amazing pastors that walked with us, you know, every step of the way. Amen. Um, awesome. so a year later we get married, you know, and, and, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's been, I mean, we've had our ups and downs, you know, in life in general, but it's, that was the big turning point for me is like, look, I had somebody to show me real love, Amen. real Christ-like love. Right. Right. And they didn't need to. I right. mean, that's how we all should be is showing that kind of love, you know? Amen. So, so Amen. how many years has it been? It's been 12 years. Okay. You've been, well, congratulations. been married, married, been married, been clean, all the things. Nice. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, awesome. It's, it's been that's great. Cool. Um, yeah, it was, uh, 2010 when we got married, we met in 2009. So gotcha. math, right? In 12 years. 
Yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so that, that sanctification went like, so, so you, <clears throat> that love that you felt was, was more than likely had a lot to do with the Holy Spirit. Oh, absolutely. I, I, assume, I assume you walked into a Pentecostal church. With oh, me. absolutely. And, and, and nothing, you know, like I, I'm, yeah. I, I, I don't subscribe to any denomination. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a follower of Christ. But, absolutely. But I was, I was raised in a Baptist church and, and I, I used to preach in a Pentecostal church. So I, I'm, I'm Baptocostal or, yeah. or, or non-denominational, <laughs> however you, however you want to call it. But, but uh, so, so um, sanctification is, is that, uh, is that moment when, when, and when you accept Jesus, like it happens automatically, yeah. but then, but then it's also a process. Absolutely. You, you know what I mean? And, and the Holy spirit, like just kind of removes what he wants to when it, when it's, yep. when, when, cause he's a perfect gentleman. Absolutely. He, he's not, it. he's not going to say, well, you have to do this and, and, and you're going to let go of it kicking and screaming. Cause, ah, yeah. you know, but, but when, when he says, let go of it, you're ready. You're ready. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. so that, that, that was awesome that, that, you know, little by little, cause that, <clears throat> that's kind of how it happened for me too. Like little by little, yeah. you know, different things were, were pointed out to me. Like you don't really need that anymore. There is, I'll, I'll be completely transparent. And I didn't think I would say anything about it, but even today I'm sitting there watching a movie and halfway through the movie, I'm like, I don't need to be watching this. Right. You know, and here yeah. I am a licensed minister. Uh, and now I got a dual chaplain license, all the thing, you know, sure. uh, nice. whatever. Yeah. But, uh, the fact is like, here I am like 12 years deep into Christianity, went right. through the schools, got my degree, all the things, uh, belong to a very healthy church and all these stuff. And I'm still falling short with little things like that. But the Holy Spirit right. is still telling me like, you don't need to be looking at that. Like stop right. watching that. Right. And it was right. just a movie. And I mean, it, it just had some scenes that I was like, uh, a little check in the spirit. Like I really don't need this today. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Sure. You yeah. Know? Sure. But it wasn't, it wasn't a Bible being thrown at me right. saying, you no, know, no, you're a failure again. You right. suck again. Yeah. You can't do this. You know, Oh, right. you might as well get back into your old ways again. You know, it's like, no, let's check that. Let's, let's put on some music real quick. Right. You know well, I mean? Well, but that's, and, and, and the way that my, my mind works is, is, like scripture, you, you know, uh, I always relate everything to. <laughs> That's his superpower to say it. It's you can awesome, give him man. a word and he can quote scripture. Uh, you can give him the word red and he's got 15 scriptures of something to do with red. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And, and now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, no, no. Um, so uh, I, I turned, I turned my TV off uh, several months ago and, and I've I realized like, I just, man, I live just fine without it. Yeah. Right. You yep. know what I mean? I live just fine. Facebook was probably the hardest thing to quit. Like, four or five years or four or five months ago, I was just like, nah, I got to stop. You know, before that, I was like, yeah, but I need it for ministry and I need it to keep in touch with family back home. And now I'm like, I don't even think about it. I mean, right, you know, I'm, right. I'm sorry if you guys are on Facebook right now. Like, no, I mean, I'm not a group is on, you know, the group is, but yeah, yeah, the group is, but, but, uh, um, that's, that's all right. I'm not a Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't, uh, um, uh, no, but it's, it's very real though. You know I mean? Uh, you start, you start surrounding yourself with those more positive things. You know, uh, I've heard so many people my whole life, Oh, I don't need to go to church to be a Christian. It's like, yeah, you do. I hate to say it like that. I mean, you really got to be a part of something right. like, you know, I, I love bikers for Christ because it is, it's an interdenominational ministry, you know, international, interdenominational. We got guys with backgrounds. We just, we did testimonies over at Soars. I mean, it's really neat how, you know, meeting you at the gas pump, you know, just out of the blue, I rarely, sure. rarely go to that gas. I, you know, it's out of the way of my house. Right. 
meet up oh, with that's them. how y'all met yeah well, well i mean we've well, met we, in the past yeah. but okay. i mean yeah. when when we talked about the podcast about that time no joke there was about five different people that have come to me in the last three months that are say hey we want we want your testimony Amen. we want you to come give your testimony right Amen. you know right. and it's just like it kept falling into place and i'm like god what is it you want me to do right i'm this microphone makes me nervous it's not you guys you guys made me feel very welcome I'm not a pulpit preacher. I never right. have been. You right. know, you right. get me right. out on the street streets. preacher. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can talk yeah. to people out there, you know, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I started thinking about it, like going to the sores, I'm standing in front of 30 other men yeah. that are, that are going through the same stuff I was right. 12, 15 12 years, years ago, ago yeah. you know, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, if he can do it to me, he can do it to you guys. There's no lying about it. There's right. no like, Hey, this book might be real or not. I'm, I, no. I believe in the Bible 100%. Let's just make that clear. But trying to explain that to a new believer, right. you know, right. you right. can't deny my life. Right. You know, I have credentials, I promise, you know. So you start giving that testimony and watch things change and watch God's blood be able to be poured out over them. You know, it's it's incredible. So well, and 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 that's that's actually the purpose, in, in my opinion, for for a testimony is is there's there's several things that you can argue about. But you cannot tell me that I did not experience that yeah. the way that I experienced Amen. it. Absolutely. And, and then uh, the other thing is, it clicked back to me. I'm getting kind of old, but but uh, <laughs> you you were talking about how the Holy Spirit just kind of got on you for the movie, and 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 the scripture that came to mind is, "There is now therefore no mm-hmm. condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus." And, and that just again, it just reiterates the fact that the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. Yeah. Like when, when it's time, he'll he'll say you don't need it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. You know, and, and I think my main point to that was like, you don't have to be perfect. You know, you don't have to be perfect to hear that little voice, you know, that same voice I heard back in high school, you know, telling me like, Hey, wait a minute. There's, there's a little bit of conviction here that I'm trying to pour out on you. I don't want you to keep doing these things, you know, but, um, but he was a gentleman. He didn't stop me at those points. He didn't, you know, I mean, at any given time, I wish he would have, but would I have those experiences nowadays? Would I be able to relate to those people that I'm able to talk with nowadays? You right. know, I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible to look back on that kind of stuff and, and see where he was, not my testimony, but his through me, you know? Right. So it's incredible, you know? Right. So the other, uh, the other thing that just, it comes to mind too is, is pastor Chad's been talking quite a bit about, um, about free will, you, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's the one thing that, that, that God can't really do anything with or, or the enemy. You know what I mean? <clears throat> we get, we get to choose which side, you know what I mean? That the road is narrow and, and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and so if God could just like Eric, Eric, oh, Eric prayed for patience and he just flipped some switch in heaven. And now all of a sudden Eric is patient. Like, like what, what value would it have then? You Absolutely. know, Oh, Eric asked for, asked for him to love me. So boom. And, and now what value does it have yeah. if, if, if I'm only doing it out of obligation, you know, so when we actually make that right choice is when is, is when that that's when everything has more value to it. You know, one thing you said there that I've never seen it from that perspective is that the enemy also has nothing he can do about that free choice. Yeah. You know, I mean, that just, you always think about it. God's a gentleman. Yeah. We all, we all understand that, or at least us in this room understand that. And, but I never think about that, that the enemy doesn't have any, any power over that free choice either. Yeah. You know, look, you, you don't have control over me today. Look, right. I'm washed by the blood. You know, washed I mean, it's blood, just, brother. Amen. So, <laughs> that's yeah. incredible. Thank you for that. Yeah. 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 So you got married. What happened after that? 
Well, when a man and a woman love each other. Oh, not. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa. Young we viewers. have kids. Yeah. We have. Okay. We had okay. kids, guys. <laughs> oh, you bored me for a second. <laughs> Lord, please forgive me. Oh, no, <laughs> no um, it was really incredible because we were in Colorado, one of uh, by far the most beautiful place I've ever lived. <laughs> and so, um, you know, living out there and I, I had a really good job. I was lead, lead technician at a place. And, um, I remember we, we came out to visit and we still to this day cannot remember what the event was that brought us to Ada to, it was either brother's graduation or his wedding. And I can't remember either one. Okay. I, I remember the events. I don't remember if, which one it was, but we're staying at her grandparents' house. And, uh, um, I just got a full on vision and I, I, I'm not a very prophetic person. I, I don't hear, I don't see things very often. I hear plenty, but, right. um, but I clearly seen us raising our kids in the country. Aww. I grew up in the high desert and in big cities, man. Right. I, I right. didn't know what country was, right. you know what I mean? Um, you know, I didn't know the difference, different types of cows. I knew one was a male, one was female bull and cow. That was, you know I mean? At that time. Okay. Right. Um, there's more than yeah. one. Kind of <laughs> labels after labels. Oh, I wow. mean, it's, yes. So yes. Um, not even what, what breed they are, but um, oh, anyways, wow. I had this vision that we were raising our kids and they were doing almost like a little house on the prairie running through the grass type of Aww. stuff. Now oh, I look cool. at it, I'm like, oh, there's all chiggers and ticks and everything. That's right. not fun. But, but I mean, <laughs> I, in my vision, it was beautiful. Right. right. And uh, I remember rolling over in, in, we were in bed and I rolled over. I said, we're supposed to raise our kids out here. She wasn't pregnant. She wasn't nothing like that. I said, we're supposed to raise our kids out here. She's like, you're nuts. We aren't moving anywhere near her family. And if her family ever hear this, she didn't say that I did. Um, <laughs> but we both agreed very strongly that, uh, you know, we would never live near our families. Like they, like everything we learned was how not to do things. Just right. causes problems. Yeah. Sometimes. We were yeah. like, you know, we didn't have a, a positive role model for a marriage, you know, right. on either right. side of our family. We, right. we learned that stuff through the church we were at. They put us through a nice counseling deal where we met with different couples throughout the week or throughout the month. Met with seven different couples. So, but we met with one about finances, one about in-laws, one about kids, all, you know, all the, all the very broad topics. Right. You know? So anyways, we, we swore we'd never move near any family, you know? And we're like, all right. She's like, you're nuts. We're not, we're not moving out here. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm feeling really strong about this, but right. uh, I'm pretty sure it was God who told me this, you know? Right. And she's like, well, when we go back to Denver, we'll, we'll talk about it there. And right. if we both feel it, then, you know, we'll, we'll agree on it. I was like, sure. that's great. Sure. We go back. I'm, I get there. I'm like, ah, maybe we aren't supposed to move. And she's like, are you sure? Cause now I'm kind of feeling it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I said, okay, let's make a pack. You know, if you I feel said, it, I feel it. Yeah, well, let's make a pack and we'll pray about it. You know, Amen. if we both feel it at the same time, Amen. then we'll make that move. We'll pull that yeah. trigger. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And, but we kept, we kept fighting it. She would always feel it one week. I'd feel it the next right. and vice versa. Right. Well, we started doing kind of a burning the ships type of deal with, uh, we started sending all our stuff with her dad back to Oklahoma. We're like, no, we know we're eventually going to it's god's timing when we're going i mean we're brand new on fire christians we're like right. it's going to be god's timing on Amen. this right but let's go ahead and start sending our stuff <laughs> we'll send it and we'll keep it in storage at a grandparents house we'll just you know little by little we'll just kind of he was making trips back and forth and stuff like that and so um we got down to almost nothing i mean just i, I can't remember what bed i want to say it was an air mattress of some type i don't know <laughs> but we're sleeping like going back to the Rough basics again boy. yeah you yeah. know and so we're living in a condo she's pregnant by this time um, very much pregnant by this time. And, and, uh, I woke up one morning, I said, I'm going to put in my two weeks today. She goes, you know, I feel it today. I'm going to do my two weeks too. So, okay. At that point, I've never put in my two weeks. You know, you, right. you're ready to quit. You're ready to quit. <laughs> right. I mean, just, I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's all my right, last you know? day. <laughs> and so everyone starts getting hostile. No, I'm out. So 
but I put in my two weeks that day, two weeks goes by. And, uh, I was going to actually, cause I was still a brand new Christian, things like that. I was still drinking occasionally. I wasn't getting drunk like I used to and, or at all. And, uh, I was going to leave for lunch and, and go get a six pack and come back and have a beer with the guys that I'd been working with for the last two years. And, um, I remember about 10 o'clock, my superintendent walks around. And he says, Hey, I need, I got a meeting. I need everybody in the, in the conference room. And I was like, okay, you know, well, I'll get to say bye to everybody at the same time. No big deal. And, uh, mind you, we were going to move on credit cards. We didn't have any, any money to our name or anything like that. We didn't know how we were going to make it. We didn't have a house to, we thought we could stay at our grandparents' house as long as they were okay with it. Didn't have a job lined up. Nothing, right. nothing. Right, right, we right. burned the ships and, uh, we get into that conference room and there's a stack of envelopes sitting up there and the HR director standing there. He says, as of this morning, we're moving the factory. We're closing down shop. And everybody in there is just devastated. You know, they all just lost their jobs. And he says, but Brandon, because you've been here two years and you're still technically an employee, we're giving you your eight month severance package to move. Wow. I'm like, I mean, I'm in, almost in before, tears. Yeah. Before you yeah. can even say anything. <laughs> nothing. Stupid. <laughs> nothing, man. Tell me God is not good. Like oh. I couldn't have planned that. I literally told the guys, I said, Hey, we're going to my house. I said, we're going to stop at the liquor store and I'm buying. Okay. I mean, I'm just telling you now, uh, forgive me, but it wasn't like, I just felt bad for these guys. They honestly thought I knew about this because of how it played out. Right. Like, I mean, dude, you're getting an eight month severance package now. I mean, that was more money than we, wow. we knew what to do with, right. you know? Right. Right. And so I'm like, there's no way I did this in any of my power. Like I'm explaining to the guys I'm, I'm on in tears talking to my wife on the phone. Like you would not believe she's in tears talking right. to her boss, you know? And we're just, like, why, why wow. us, why right. us, you know? And so wow. move out here to, to Oklahoma and end up in Ada, you know, and, and, uh, her, her grandparents put me to work for the first few months we were out here and, uh, um, give a little plug to them. They own the fireworks depot. So I was able to work for them for the okay. summertime and everything, got awesome. another job and just kind of built up from there found, jumped around from church to church. Um, I will be completely honest. Cross point was right up there with my top three, this one, another one and the refuge church. And, uh, this is always going to be a home to us, you know, it yeah. always will. Um, yeah. and, uh, and my pastors are good with that too. They understand, but <laughs> <laughs> they've invested a lot, All but right, you know, right. um, but, uh, it, it was one of those things we were going from the refuge to this church from refuge the refuge. To this, yeah. Okay. So, and then we'd go to another church and then, you know, but we kept going back and we're like, no, we're supposed to be here. This mm -hmm. is where God's got us, you know? Mm -hmm. And so had my daughter shortly after, um, I think maybe two months after we moved out here. So we moved out here May 26th of 2012. It was okay. on my birthday. We were on the road on my birthday and, uh, and oh. made it here. So, um, but we had my daughter and, uh, I, I don't know what kind of time we have, You're but good. okay. And, um, I remember being at the hospital and, uh, they took her and said she was having seizures and stopped breathing. Oh, wow. And so they're like, we're going to have to flight for life her. And oh. me and Ashley were just devastated, but it was the weirdest, calmest peace that we could possibly have. We're sitting there. Cause you, you know, just knew. Uh, and uh, kind of like, it was like uh, whether I wanted to or not, he was already making the moves and, and, you know, being in the situation. Amen. And, right. uh, I remember making a phone call and I called my stepdad of all people and, uh, who, who didn't pray very often, or at least not openly and everything else, Marine mentality, 100%, you know, very logical and everything. Right. But I called him and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like my daughter's not, I don't know if she's going to make it. I, their flight for life in her. We can't leave the hospital for 24 hours. We're stuck here in Ada. She's going up to the city. We don't know what to do. Right. 
you know, and, and he talked with me, but I had prayer from coast to coast going right. off, you know, right. and there was people Bang. praying all over the place right. from yeah. our home church, from this, you know, I mean, like family members and all their the way branches across. that they branch out. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I'm seeing this awesome? family network projects. of what the big C church is supposed to be Amen. and being there for each other. Yeah. Um, they released yeah. us and let's just say, I didn't stay under the speed limit to get up to Oklahoma city, well, of course not. but again, God's hand right. was on it. He Absolutely. cleared the seas. He cleared the cops, you know I mean? Sure. Things like that. So, um, but we made it up there and we stayed up there for about 12 days. Ronald McDonald house. So I can give a shout out to yeah, them for letting us be out. there. Yeah. Um, but we stayed up there and, and seeing my daughter and spending that time with her at the hospital, they said that she, they never seen any signs of seizures or, or a uh, uh, loss of breathing the entire time she wow. was up there. Yeah. Wow. Um, even in the helicopter, we prayed for the helicopter pilots and, and doctors and stuff like that as they were leaving. Right. Um, but they said they never seen any other signs. They couldn't explain Praise it. Like God. basically keeping her there because they couldn't explain it. Right. You know? And right. so it was just huh. a miracle, you know? And so <laughs> trying to confirm God's work yeah. is not yeah. always easy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we know it happened at this point, you know, we're good. Yeah. Let us out. You know? yeah. So, yeah. um, but we named her serenity and, uh, oh, she's God. my pride and joy. She really is just amazing in so many ways. Uh, girl's got a heart of gold and, uh, but, um, I was able to baptize her last year. I uh, just awesome. baptized my son two weekends ago. Oh, that's two Sundays ago. So Amen. that was awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. um, my son Landon is is my pride and joy as well. Just all smiles all the time. My mini me, I, I, he let me just shave his head too. So that was even cooler. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, awesome. But, uh, Great. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> Makes us more aerodynamic, you know, so we can keep moving for the Lord. Right. So, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, through that, we've, we've battled a lot of things, right. you know, um, we've had some great people in our lives. Uh, we realized we can't do marriage by ourselves. Right. You know, and I don't mean we're any kind of swingers or anything. I mean, we had to get counseling. We right. had to get that help. And so many people are like, no, if, if I do that, it's showing weakness. It's like, right. no, it's showing no. intelligence. I'm right. sorry, yeah. man. Right. I mean, yeah. it is. Well, well, and, and book of Proverbs talks all over about wise counsel. And, and, and I mean, when you're dealing with women, you got to have wise counsel. Absolutely, Cause I don't have yeah. it. I'm, I, just, I, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying like, it's true. There and was when you, no manual there. I'm just saying. I, I, That's I a two way street. Okay? I, I know it is. Ways. I know it is. So, so I used to, I used to have this book that, that uh, uh, is on the cover. It said everything a man knows about a woman. It was about you know, two and a half inches thick, you open it up and it's blank, blank pages, blank, <laughs> completely blank. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so with that said, we, we've, you know, we've seen a lot of different struggles. We've seen a lot of different, everything from anxiety and depression and things right. like that, that we've both had to deal with. Uh, about two years ago, um, well, we started fostering about four years ago. Oh, awesome. Oh, and, uh, cool. I, yeah, was raised, I was raised in foster homes. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that gives me some hope. It really does. Yeah. So sorry. I said way back there. There okay. we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's getting a little off centered there. Yeah. Um, but we started fostering and it was one of these things that, uh, again, we made that pack with each other when we both feel it, we'll do it. Right. She's, she's had a heart for fostering since we went to Honduras, I don't know, six or seven, eight years ago now. And uh, she's wanted to do it ever since. And I'm like, I don't, I'm having trouble raising my own children, let alone right. somebody else's. Right. I mean, I screw up mine. That's one thing. I don't want to screw up somebody else's. Right. But uh, we ended up getting through it and and getting into fostering and stuff like that. Um, we have a little girl right now. I can't say names and all that stuff, but sure. um, that is very much uh, one of my own. 
And uh, she's three years old, just Aww. absolutely amazing little kid. Awesome. Um, Funny. Have had to go through a lot of struggles with her and things like that. And and again, it was it was a lot of counseling and stuff because yeah. there's there's no manual for right. somebody else's kid, like right. you know, especially right. with the trauma that they've been absolutely, through. Absolutely, you yeah. know. And so, um, but about two years ago, we both had a breakdown, and you know, I was going through all the pastoral stuff, and I was doing all these things, and I'm like, I am I'm spread thin. Right. I'm pouring out into so many different groups and so many different people, like. I'm not healthy. Right. Like, you know, I started right. having those thoughts again I, and no joke. I had to lock up everything that I had. I was like, you know, this is not healthy, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, went to my pastor, I'm like, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not right. Like I, I can't help anybody else if I can't help myself right, right. now. It's like, right. We have counselors, man. I'm like, let me help you. You know, yeah, let me what, give you a couple phone numbers. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you don't have to do it by Why yourself. Why are you doing are this you by yourself? You <laughs> yeah. know, and that's exactly it. Us as Christians, you know, and, and again, I don't, I, by no means do I want to sound sexist, but us as men, we're like, oh, we can take care of it. We right. can do this. You know, right. any, any help we receive, it's a sign of weakness. No, that's false. Right. You know, that's yeah. what the enemy wants. He wants yeah. to divide you from everybody else and isolation, no, isolation yeah. and, and, and handle it himself. And it's like, no, I can't do that. Right. And, uh, got some great, great help and, and things have been really good since and, and understanding and having this peace that I have nowadays has just been incredible, you know, and you start awesome. seeing these doors start opening again, but they're not the same doors that, you know, spread you thin and everything else and saying yes to everything that's out there, you know? And, uh, it's, it's been really incredible to see that happen, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. That's cool. <laughs> so real quick, do you want to um, give a shout to um, the Bikers for Christ? Kind of like, what is it? Like, or how do y'all meet? You know, kind of get it in there. and Absolutely. Absolutely. So we are a motorcycle ministry, uh, interdenominational, international ministry. Um, we've been in Ada uh, off and on. We've been in Ada for 16 years now. Awesome. Nice. Um, I took over chapter elder back in 2019, uh, which is chapter president, but we don't you know, I say that to those that are out there that don't understand what an elder is, but, sure. um, you know, uh, we have a great group of guys here. We try and get into the community as much as we can. Um, all our guys have a great story, great testimony to give, um, all very godly men and women, um, is the other thing. Um, we have several chapters here in Oklahoma that we try and do as much as we can together, you know, and, and it's great to be able to, like I said, we went down to Seoul for this last weekend, hung out with, with another motorcycle ministry down there and just like family down there, you know I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, it has been out of all the ministry that I've done, this is the most comfortable I feel, you know, is, is sure. leading this. I pull up with my motorcycle to a gas pump and, and wearing my patches and somebody will walk up and just, Hey man, that's, that's a really cool bike or that's a really cool pastor or a really cool patch. You know, and I'm like, let me tell you about Jesus. You know, right. I, mean, I, I work it in a little it's, smoother it's than that, breaker. you know? Yes. Yeah. That's nice exactly yeah. it. You know, using the tools that God gives us, you know, we all have a passion for motorcycles, but so do a lot of people out right. there, you know, right. to be able to give glory to God in those situations and use the tools that he's given us, Amen. you know, it, it makes an immediate bond with somebody, immediate uh, conversation starter with somebody. Yeah. Um, me as an evangelist, that's what I look for. Amen. Every time I get, get out there into the community, I'm always looking for that little connection that I might have with somebody, gospel. you know, and it's like, yeah. let me, let me see how I can get Jesus into this Amen. situation. You know, Amen. let's, let's Amen. let me introduce you to somebody, you know? And so, right. um, with Bikers Christ, it's, it's been a great ministry to be able to do that, uh, reach in and, and you get people that will never step foot in a church will come up and talk to us yeah, and they'll let us pray for them. Right. You know, um, watching these guys line up at sores to be prayed for. Awesome. And that was like something I haven't seen guys. I mean, it was so cool. Like I've seen people, you know, stand in line for prayer, but not like this. They were yeah. so hungry. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love those guys over there, by the way. The harvest um, is plentiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, so yeah, it's, it's a great ministry, uh, love of motorcycles, love of Christ even more, you know, it's, it's, it's been a great, great experience. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I actually have a brother I want to introduce you to. Uh, he, he's been, um, coming, we, we start our work day every morning with prayer and, and, uh, Mark has been coming to that for about 25 days now or something like that. But, um, he's, he's a Apache holder for, for, uh, banditos. And, and so, I, 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 I thought maybe you guys would, you know, kind of hit it off pretty well. Yeah. We're all about he, he's, it, he's, he's right. He's right in our kind of, our kind of clan. You know what I mean? And he's well, bald headed too. Yeah. And he's bald headed. <laughs> we already got so much in common. <laughs> and right. he wears glasses. Yeah. And he's about six foot four and 300 Excellent. pounds. Yeah, he's a he's big old I tell everybody, yeah. I don't have to be the biggest in the group. I just got to surround myself with the biggest in the group. Amen. So, you know, right. um, no, our motto is, you know, some wish to live within the sounds of church and chapel bells. We want to set up a rescue shop within a yard of hell, you know? Right. It's very real now. to us. Amen. We can't do that unless we're in the mix, you know, unless community. we're in yeah. the community, right. unless we're at those rallies, unless we're, yeah. you know, willing to go into those places, you know, right. and it's not for everybody. It's not, man. You got to have some wisdom going into these places, but you also got to have a faith that, that's in your strength. has got to be in him when going into these situations, yeah. Yeah. you know, for sure. So for sure. It's great stuff. I mean, yeah. like I said, certain guys won't go into, into a church for one reason or another. Right. But we can have church right where you're at, you know, yeah. where two or more are gathered, you know, and, and that's, absolutely. I'm a firm believer in it. Yeah. So I, I, I do a Bible study at my house on Friday nights uh, and it, it's a men's Bible study. And, and I get a lot of the, um, uh, I have quite a few unlikelies is what I, mm-hmm. what I call them. And, and what I mean by that is, is you, you, very unlikely that you'll see them in a, in a church. Yeah. You know what I mean, but Absolutely. but they'll they'll come and 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 to my house and he wins them over with Jesus and bacon. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I thought it was a <laughs> tattoos, but I was like, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I've just assume, heard lots of stories. Yeah. There's bacon in just about. Bacon, I'll be there. I'm like not extra bacon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, uh, Fridays are kind of busy family nights, you know, yeah. with kids. But bacon, that sounds yeah, really but, good. But <laughs> bacon and Jesus. Oh. Yeah, bacon yeah. and Jesus. Yeah. yeah, not necessarily in that order, but Jesus covered bacon. I mean, right. making up with Jesus. Right. So, <laughs> right. right. No, so. It's, it's been a pleasure having you Thank here, you so man. Much, we guys. are awesome. very grateful that you come and, and you. poured your heart out and were able to share some stuff. And, um, you guys made it so easy, by the way. Like, uh, I really did have some jitters about it. And I'm like, ah, oh, we'll just do it. We just let the Holy so. Spirit flow. <laughs> yeah. I take did the wheel. two pages of notes here just in case I forgot anything, you know. And didn't it's even like, need them, did you? Didn't even didn't need them. Need so. <laughs> I'm going to steal Ronnie's spotlight real quick. Go she's usually it. the one that She's usually <laughs> the one that pops this out there. But He's good at doing I, that. I, I do it every once in a while. And, and, and so... Um, you know, having heard your story, we know that that you've come from from the rough side and, and and kind of similar to mine as far as that goes. But if there's somebody out there that that's listening, that that may be at that spot in life where um, they're, they're really broken and they don't know which direction to go, or 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 um, they they just don't understand why things happen the way that they do, and and you could say something that would that would maybe inspire them or, 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 or put them on the right path. What would that be? Well, it's funny. You said that I kind of cheated while listening to other podcasts. Oh. I was like, what would I say to somebody else? You know, so I came prepared. a little prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. No, but it was very real to me when it hit. And, and it's something that I really got to hold on to myself and remind myself about, but through all the ups and downs, um, you know, it doesn't have to be a horrible life, you know, or a rough life, I should say, to, to know who Jesus is Amen. because like the biggest thing is 
you know, I, I had to write it down cause I didn't want to forget it. Uh, and I hate doing that because I'm, again, I'm, I'm a street pastor. I don't like, you're human, you know, putting anything <laughs> down, but right. I want to say to anybody out there that is struggling or, or has family members that are struggling is seek God as your loving father, not just as a Lord, not just somebody, you know, a, a King over the top of you, but have that relationship with them. You'll find peace. Peace isn't the absence of crisis, but the presence of Christ in the crisis. Amen. And it has just been something, yeah, I read it not too long ago, and it's something that really stuck with me. Yeah. You know, wait That's a minute. Awesome. I know Jesus. Why Why are these things happening? Right. Right. It's like, well, I'm still with you in these times. Right. I'm still in that room with you when these things are happening. I'm still with you, even though the armies look like they're surrounding you with all these temptations and all these, all these, uh, mm. tem- yeah, temptations is the best word I can use for that. You know, when they're surrounding you, he's still with you in those moments. Amen. Yeah. Feel his presence in those moments. And that what brings me peace nowadays. Right. Right. Man, we're dealing with court from, from foster stuff. We're dealing with, you know, I, I'm manning a, a Christian motorcycle ministry and, and, you know, that's not the easiest thing to do at times. Sure. You know, my wife's dealing with this, my kids are doing this. I mean, it's summertime. So their whole, their whole schedule's out of sorts. You know, she does homeschooling, all these things. We got family members that are doing this, that, and the other. Right. I mean, we got stuff happening, Life. Yeah. but it, we all do. It's, it's finding him in those places. Right. Yeah. He's with you. He doesn't just like, uh, here's the wolves go have right. fun, you know, and, and I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> you should have no, come man. 10 minutes earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. yes, it's, it's finding him in those places, you know, Amen. finding him in those crises and that's what will bring you peace. Amen. And so, well, and, and, and <clears throat> knowing Jesus does not say that it, it doesn't mean that you'll be, you know, absent of conflict or absent of, but that you'll have peace within it. Yeah. You, you know, it, the, the disciples were in, were in the boat and, and the storm was tossing them all over the place. And Jesus was right there and they, they missed that whole point. Yeah. You, you know Absolutely. what I mean? They, they missed that whole point. Like here's this storm. So worried about the storm, but not the presence of Jesus being in the boat with you in right. that moment. Right. You know what I mean? Amen. How many right. times have we all done that too? You know, it's like, I do it. Said I it do. earlier, stupid. You know, stupid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Right. it's like, oh my gosh, man! Yeah. If I only knew then what I know now, right. you know. So, right, right, yeah. Well, it's it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you, thank so you for much. coming yeah. and joining us. Yeah, it's, this made you. my day. I really did. So, well, I'm you made stuck. our day. Thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Would you like to take us out in prayer? Absolutely. All right. I mean, you guys do that on this station, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> do it well. Yes. Father God, we just thank you so much, Lord. We thank you for this timing. We yes. thank you for the, the just being in our lives, Lord, that your presence just pours out on each one of us. Lord, we apologize for the times we didn't see you in those moments, Lord God, but we ask that you open our hearts and our minds to your presence in everything that we do. Yes. Lord, to all those that are struggling out there, Lord, that they see that glimpse of hope in you, Lord, that you send the right people into their lives, that you speak into their lives when they're in those cars, in those parking lots by themselves, Lord God, yes. that you bring the family around them, the the big C church around them, Lord God, that, that they're able to pour into those people and show them the love that you've shown each one of us, Lord, yes. that brought us to this point here today. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you.